0: The Writer's Room, a 7th Sea podcast, is endorsed by Chaosium, Inc. For more information, visit www.chaosiuminc.com Forward slash 7th Hello! Good gods! Slow down! My goodness! Glad to have you back. I take it you're very ready to hear the rest of the story. We'll get there, I promise. But first... We have a big announcement. As I'm sure you heard on the way in here, we are now officially endorsed by Chaosium, Inc. To celebrate this amazing milestone, Chaosium is giving our friends and crewmates 10% off their purchases on Chaosium's website by using the special code, all capitals, no spaces, WRITER10. I have to tell you, it was a bit of a pipe dream for me to be noticed by Chaosium, That pipe dream isn't a dream anymore. It's a physical pipe that I can hold. This metaphor is getting away from me. I'm just beyond elated. On their website, we're listed as the number one stream for 7C. And you know what? I couldn't have done it without the boys, and we definitely couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so very much. And speaking of our lovely listeners, we've hit 10K, everyone. (laughs) Ah, Nightingale put the streamers away. Nope. None of those in here. Greg would have my head, but feel free to do them outside. Yes, Officer Keith, you can throw a pillow in celebration. (laughs) And I have a special message for all of you from Evan
1: and Patrick. Hello, Evan here. I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who helped the writer's room reach and surpass 10,000 plays. That's insane. This journey has been an insane whirlwind for the three of us, and we're extremely grateful for all of the support and love you've given over the past year and a half. So much has happened to and around our characters, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited to show you where they go from here. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. We love you, and here's to more chaos on the open ocean.
2: With this article... We mark 50 total episodes released, between our narrative episodes as well as the notes with the narrator. We also surpassed 10,000 listens. When we started playing this game, we were just doing it for fun. We've mentioned this before, that the only reason that we started recording episodes was because that's how Zoe takes notes. But after a year of recording, it's been a truly humbling experience, and not one that any of us would trade for the world. We cannot thank you enough. Now, I'm not going to go very cheesy and tell you that we wouldn't be here without you, because the reality of the matter is Zoe, Evan, and I really like playing games together, and I'm sure we would have kept playing even if the podcast didn't take off the way it did. But we wouldn't have the fervor to continue putting out the content that we do if it wasn't for you guys, for all of your encouragements, for 10,000 listens. So, thank you. We are deeply, deeply appreciative that we have managed to hook you, and keep you interested in our ongoing tales. And there will be many more to come, I assure you. But for now, here's to you, Hands of the Rose. Every single one of you. Thank you. To all the adventures that still lie far beyond the horizon. I've
0: said it before, and I'll say it as many times as there are stars. Truly, honestly, with all of our hearts, thank you. And we're not the only podcast that has hit a milestone of 10k. Our good friends over at the Storyteller Squad have also hit 10k. If you enjoy Monster of the Week as much as you enjoy Seven C, head on over there. Natalie tells a great story. I'll let her take it from here.
3: Hello adventurers! Do you enjoy stories about monsters and magic? Welcome to Autumn Falls, a cozy small town in the Pacific Northwest. There's mysteries to uncover, but first let's check in with our heroes.
4: Fighting monsters isn't the safest thing. I'm Hugo Rashad.
3: Can I get verbal confirmation that none of you will say anything about what you saw today? Agent Lonnie Whitaker reporting in from the Eastie Agency.
0: It's really weird and bizarre and a whole lot of feeling stuff that I did not want to get into. So I kind of booked it out of there.
1: I'm Raven Eugenia. I just wanted to be friends because that's what everyone else was doing. My name is Damien Edgecrest.
3: Clearly, talking to the tree is not a normal thing that people can do. I'm Felicity Starnbrook. If you'd like to join our heroes as we play Monster of the Week, then check out the Storyteller Squad, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's have an adventure. The Storyteller Squad's link tree will be in the description for this
0: episode, and that is the best place to find them on your favorite podcatcher. And speaking of stories, let's get back to ours, shall we? Where did we last leave off? Ah, yes. The big reveal. We're going to stay here in the writer's room while we set the scene up. Get comfortable. <clears throat> <clears throat> Article 30. Devil in the details. All right, gentlebees, what are your approaches for this hot pirate
2: mess? (laughs) I'm kind of stumped a little bit because there are so many different ways
1: that I could approach this. I don't really have a lot of options. Terms are really helping me out right now. You're in your own battle at the moment. Yeah. So how is this working? Because I'm not in Jesse's learned body. Your soul is. Soul or not, this is a different body.
0: Because this is such a chaotic scene, I'm gonna tweak the order in which we normally do this. I'm gonna lay out the scene for you, and by doing that, I am giving you your consequences. Jesse, in allowing the devil to influence you and consigning yourself to your unbridled anger, you have granted him access to manifest using you as the vessel. This, in turn, means you are now residing in Jonah. Jonah is undead and immortal. Jesse is not. Evan, your risk is for Jesse to fight Jonah's influence and come back to his body before his soul is claimed by the devil. While your soul is inhabiting Jonah's body, you are slowly, painfully dying. This presents itself as deadly pressure. Every action you take as Jonah causes one dramatic wound. This does not count for normal actions, such as fighting off a foe or walking across the ship. This only counts for Jonah actions.
2: Oh.
0: Evan, while Jesse is inhabiting Jonah's body, you have access to some of the advantages that Jonah has. You have an advantage called Captain's Orders. You can command the crew of the Black Freighter as they were your own. You also have the advantage hand on the helm. The Black Freighter is the fastest ship on the sea. It can go anywhere. It can find any ship, any sailor, so long as they are on or in the sea. You also have a different advantage called one with the ship. The ship is a part of you, and you are a part of the ship. You can control the ship much like how Blackbeard in Pirates controlled his ship. You may act through Jonah, but doing so will eventually kill you if you're not careful. And by the way, Mad Maeve is in front of Jonah and knows what just happened. She's not happy with the outcome. And if she hurts Jonah's body, Jesse will feel it as if it is his own. So you can also die that way. That is what is in front of Jesse, Evan. (sighs) Patrick. Mama Coco, as Captain Ague, is turning the Nightingale into a literal monster. Captain Ague's first instinct, as we know, always, is to go after Tiburon. Meanwhile, Clarice is drowning, and the Lady of Air and Darkness may disappear into the deep. The Devil Jonah has taken full control over Jesse, and freed from the shackles of his own decaying body, has full and total freedom until Jesse has enough will to force him out, or Jesse's body perishes. Either way, Jonah will return to his body. Jesse may not. Oh, fuck. I will be controlling Jesse. Okay. Also, Jonah has all of the gifts that you have.
1: Does that include all the extra minor stuff?
0: Jonah has everything. While Jonah is here, I need to make it perfectly crystal clear that he does not differentiate between friend or foe. And the entire crew of the Rose, minus Ursa, because she's down below, are watching their captain slay innocent people as they are helping to rescue the captives you freed. No one is safe.
2: <sighs> All right, cool, 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 cool,
3: cool, cool.
0: With the culling crew, there is an opportunity to have everybody escape if you put one raise to it. You're tethered together at this point. You can easily go from either ship, which also means that Jonah can go from either ship. There are opportunities presented within these consequences, and if you need to stop the narrative to ask me, I beseech that you do, if you are having trouble thinking of them on your own. Now, knowing what you're up against, what are your approaches?
1: The only thing I can really think of is wits and empathy, because he's going to try and figure out what's... Going on with uh, all sorts of shit.
0: Okay. You have three in wits, which is great. And empathy is one.
1: Not great.
0: Not great, but take two for flair. I will go ahead and say sea legs because black freighter.
1: Does the black freighter give me any ship background?
0: You're on the black freighter. You're in your own element. You're Jonah. This is your territory. You get bonuses. Yeah. I want to give you as many benefits as there are downsides to what's about to happen.
1: Extra raise or a die?
0: An extra raise.
1: Jonah's ship is probably Aragostan and make anyway. It's probably made up of a lot of different ships at this point.
0: The way how I imagined the Black Freighter was that it is like a fucking skeleton of a ship. It should not be floating, but it is. <laughs>
2: do they cannibalize other ships the way that Jonah pieces together his body? That'd be really cool.
1: Different elements of different nations.
0: Done. Fucking canon.
1: I love that.
0: Patrick, what do you got for me? How's Wayland perching all this?
1: I need
2: to convince Captain Agwe not to go after Tiburon.
0: Let me make this easier for you. Yeah. That's a story step. You don't need to commit raises to that. That is going to happen narratively.
1: Okay, perfect. You should put your raises towards live.
0: Yeah, living also is good.
1: It's going to be a skill, is living. Yeah. All right,
2: so I'm thinking, that is the end of the sentence, I'm thinking. (laughs) The steam is coming out of my ears, I'm sure you can see it. I can. With everything that's going on with Jesse turned Jonah, or I'll just say Jonah because that's who it is. Would that be finesse or would that be wits?
0: Give me your full thought process. Walk me through your mind.
2: I built Wayland to be a sniper. Finesse and aim are my highest trait and skill, but I also want to go correctly for the flavor of the scene.
0: Patrick, let's do away with the mechanics for now. Let's just completely ignore that those exist. And I'm going to ask you a question What is Wayland trying to accomplish in this moment?
2: That's the question. Do I try to stop Jesse by incapacitating without killing? Or do I try to save people by speaking to their deeper fears and just getting them to run away as fast as possible?
0: It's a good question. Might I offer a suggestion? Yeah. You know Jesse's dark secret. You know exactly what's happening. The way how I see it is Wayland would throw himself in the way to protect Jesse from his own guilt. He doesn't need any more blood on his hands. Yes. And protect everyone else from Jonah, including people he may not agree with right now. But in Jonah's eyes, everyone is a victim wayland is on damage control
2: yes i have like all of my daggers and everything i don't necessarily have a sword
0: you have your hook staff you have your knives you have your pistols on you and you don't need to fire with Greyla you can use Greyla as a defensive weapon
1: i don't have Greyla with me why not we said i don't have Greyla with me patrick yeah Greyla is his signature item You can use a hero point to have Grilla appear. Oh, that's true.
0: You gotta describe to me narratively how that makes sense. But yeah, Grilla just can show up.
1: Someone can just throw it like a fucking boomerang or a frisbee. (laughs) So yeah,
2: I wanna focus on incapacitating without killing. Finesse and weaponry.
0: Cool, finesse and weaponry, two for flair. Eagle eyes.
2: Sea legs.
0: Sea legs, absolutely. Make sure you go through everything really stack you up
2: all right finesse is four weaponry is two that's six right there two for flare we've got sea legs we've got eagle eyes one for dead eye one bonus die when making an aim wrist using a pistol blunderbuss or thrown dagger or axe
0: Whenever you pick out your pistol or Grayla and choose to fire, I'm just going to have to charge you that improv raise for aim, but I can go ahead and grant you that die.
3: I love you. I know.
0: I'm going to go ahead and just give you the trusted companion advantage.
2: Yeah, because that'll be solved right quick. That's first on the docket.
0: First sentence you're going to say as soon as you convince Captain Ogway, and then boom, she is helping you. So you get a die from Mamakobo. Evan... What do we got for Jesse?
1: I got seven dice. Okay. Three for wits, one for empathy, one for sea legs, and two for flare. And then one raise for black freighter. hmm Pat, how many dice do you have in your pool? So I've got 12. Great, I'm gonna take three points from the charter pool to have 10. Okay. I need, I need as many as I can get right now.
0: Yes, absolutely, please use the charter pool.
1: Are you
2: good if I take two more? Yeah, that is all good. So the charter pool is currently exhausted or would you rather me leave at least one in there? Cause I can do that
1: comfortably. If you leave one, I will absolutely take another and go 11. Do it. Okay, and I got 11.
0: Cool. Do you guys want to spend hero points to not only help each other, but also to get yourself a bonus die per hero point you spend? Both of you have valiant spirit. So if you have any more than two, you keep that. If you have any less than two, you refresh back up to your normal. Hey, Jesse, go ahead and take a fucking hero point because few, if any, have ever seen the captain's quarters of the Black Freighter that are not a part of it and dead.
1: Mm. There you go. Great. Can I just spend a hero point to just not any of this?
0: That's fine. I'm going to spend a danger point and say that you look in the rear view mirror of your actions and notice that the consequences are a lot closer than they appear.
1: I love you, but fuck.
0: You did this to yourself. Get over it.
2: All right. Help each other out.
1: Waylon and Jesse have definitely trained together before. Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Waylon and Jesse have 100% fought with each other to improve both Waylon's melee skills and Jesse's
1: aiming with pistols. We know each other's moves. Yeah. We know each other's fighting styles. Yeah, exactly. We kind of have to know each other's fighting styles. Otherwise we'd probably hurt each other. Exactly. And even though it's Jonah, there are going to be some
2: motions that are hard coded into your body's musculature that he is absolutely going to use just on instinct alone. As far as how I am helping you in your situation, the moment that we figured out that Audra was going to be a problem, Wayland educated Jesse on how the Fae work. Their different potential abilities, especially Audra's, anything that he would be aware of.
0: Audra can vanish. I don't mean vanish how Wayland vanishes, I mean vanish from the scene. She can teleport, she can grab items from being hidden. She functions very much like a Cheshire cat and she can fire a pistol with as good accuracy if not on par with Wayland. Cold hard iron will deal double damage to her. Circles of salt will entrap her. Not for long. Not for an eternity. It's not a seal. But it will trap her and prevent her from moving for a little while. Also, Saying her full name gives you power over her. So you can halt an action of hers by saying her name.
2: Which I believe
1: is Audra Wainwright.
2: That's not her true name.
1: Mad babe. I like this. This is good. Gotta get like a Rube Goldberg machine of like an iron cell with a circle of salt on a pendulum and like an iPad that just says her name over and over again in increments of three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck, I can't do anything about this, can I?
2: Put the needs of the crew above the needs of the mission.
0: Waylon, go ahead and take that hero point. You are absolutely putting the needs of the crew above the needs of the mission right the fuck now.
2: Sure.
0: With that out of the way, what are your pools looking
1: like? Five. 14?
2: So I've got lucky 13 with that. Pat,
1: you should have 15. I put one back. Yeah, so you had 12. And then you just got three. Oh, we gained three.
0: When you help each other, it's three dice. Roger
1: that. I really hope this whole time you haven't been playing with taking two extra dice.
0: I hope not, because I've been saying take three dice.
1: <laughs> no. I, Patrick, No. I may... Patrick, no. At least in the most
2: recent ones, I may or may not have thought it was a one-to-one. Patrick. No.
0: It's one-to-one when you spend it on yourself.
2: Ah. Yes. God. Good to know. (laughs) Patrick. It's fine. We're alive. Everybody's alive so far. As shitty as things are because of our own actions, it's not necessarily because I haven't had enough raises in a scene. It's just made me be a little bit more desperate and creative.
1: (sighs) It's fine.
0: This is fine.
1: Patrick, I am a fibrous being. You're a fibrous being? And all of those fibers in my body are disappointed. (laughs) All of them. Every single
0: one.
2: Well, you know what? It's better than me being like, oh, I'm going to take five dice and having overcompensated. I feel like undercompensated and just making life more difficult for myself is better than accidentally cheating.
1: I mean, sure. You're not wrong. But like, also, God damn it. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm aware.
0: Everything's going to be fine, guys. Jonah has 20 dice. He's rolling. Jesus fuck.
1: Okay. That's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing really matters. Are you sure that I'm not rolling 20, dice?
0: Nope. For the listeners at home who are paying attention, that means that Jonah is a rank 20 villain. For now.
1: I don't know what that means, but it's probably not good. Well, it's, he's rank 20 because he's not in his own body.
0: Bing bong, fuck your life. <laughs> hey,
1: does that make Jesse a rank 20 villain? No. Sorry. Okay. All right, fine. Ready? No.
0: Let's roll them bones.
2: Fuck, hang on.
1: Yeah, there's too many.
0: Since the boys are busy counting, I'm going to take this time to talk about our sponsors. We are talking about dice, after all. As you know, the writer's room is sponsored in part by Level Up Dice and Ten Quills Dice.
2: There's something satisfying about the D10s that you're making, Zoe. Is that so? They're just so long, and I like it.
0: I like it, too. The elongated shape just seems to fit better, especially if you have large dice pools like you both had just now.
1: Yeah, these are my favorite.
2: The Wayland dice are so fucking pretty, dude. The smoke on the inside and the gold zero.
0: For those of you listening and wondering what Patrick is talking about, I made him a custom set of dice. If you want to snag a set for yourself, and help support the podcast while you're out there, head on over to Tenquill's Dice. And if resin dice aren't your style, head on over to Level Up. They've got gemstones, they've got metal, they've got wood, they've got bone, all sorts of materials. The links will be in the description of this episode. And while you're at it, hit up Crafty Gamer. Especially if you're in the market for immersion. They have a line of hand-poured soy candles that really bring you to the place where you're gaming. I, for one, am burning a small library right now. And let me tell you, it smells as a writer's room should. Oh! Oh! Evan! Evan! Yeah. The crew gets dice, too. Oh. Do you want to roll nine dice, or do you want five raises?
2: Five. Okay.
1: Do you have a skill with three, No, I
2: I have weaponry. It's two. Okay. We've got three tens right off the bat. That's fine. Oh, love that.
0: I am spending a danger point and granting myself two bonus dice.
2: Yes, Jonah. Oh, look at that beauteousness. Oh, fuck. Wait, no, I'm wrong. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Hang on. I got this. I figured it out. Yeah. I put a six, a two, and a two together. And then I had a nine and a five, and then a nine by itself. So I just split the two. I put the six and the five together. And then I have a nine and a two, a nine and a two. I got no remainders, baby. Look oh, at that. Beautiful. Oh, look at that beauty. Oh, look at the majesty.
0: Fuck
2: you. Oh, we got one. Who? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine raises, baby.
0: I don't know why we all of a sudden went to all Brooklyn on us. But I don't it's fucking know.
2: I was just very excited.
1: I got bad news. Oh, no.
0: What do you got?
1: I have seven and one remainder.
0: Oh, I'm buying that one. Yeah. I am back to two hero, two danger points. I'm not a hero right now. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And
3: speaking of our good villain, Jonah's got thirteen raises.
1: Oh, all right. Should we do this? (sighs) Might as well.
2: Now or never.
0: Are we ready? They're both giving me thumbs up and serious grim faces. You can't see it, obviously, because this is a podcast and you are listening to us. But yes, they are ready. We're going to rewind time just slightly. Wayland, you're helping people jump across the rose. The rose has just fucking appeared out of nowhere. Meanwhile... Mama Coco's at the helm, turning it into a living creature. So not only is the ship bobbing up and down like it normally would with the waves, it's moving fucking side to side. The masts are starting to fucking wiggle. And then all of a sudden, the captain's quarters doors burst open. A person comes tumbling out of it. They land harsh on their shoulder, tumble down, smack into the mast. And then you see Jesse walking out. He's got the smoke leaking from his eyes, the teal gleam, and a wicked grin as Bramble comes out. Whatever sailor raises their sword to come after him, he just fucking grabs it, guts him, pushes him over the side. Someone else comes in, slashes him.
2: There is no question of That's not Jesse anymore.
0: Jesse is laughing (laughs) as he is cutting through the people that are running at him as they are trying to protect their captain. Yeah, definitely not Jesse. As that's happening, Waylon, you're getting people over and Clarice is hopped up on the railing and she goes to jump and all of a sudden the nightingale shifts to the left. She cannot account. She didn't jump for this distance. She misses and plummets into the water. As you look over over the railing, she is flailing around, trying to not only save the she that she had, but she cannot keep herself afloat. We're gonna start with Jonah at 13 raises. Oh boy. Jonah raises his hand and snaps his fingers and a cold wind brushes through your bones. Icicles begin to form from the seawater that is on the nightingale and the rose. The ropes begin to creak, not because they're being used, but because they're being frozen and locked in place. Any excess water that is splashing up from beneath the ship turns into sleet or snow. Shona has turned the area into sub-zero temperatures. I am spending five raises on that.
2: Well, it's a good thing the winters in Avalon are nice and cold. Trying to add some brevity because this is some serious shit.
0: Wayland, it is now your initiative.
2: Okay, all right. Agnes is still in the water.
0: She was waiting for you two, yep. Excellent. Oh, part of the ship, part of the crew, baby. Part of the ship,
2: part of the crew.
4: Yeah.
0: Boom, spend that hero point. Agnes, friendly in the water. Go ahead, take the camera. Show us what Agnes does.
2: So Agnes dives deep under the water getting as deep as she can so that she is able to move as fast as possible and comes up right underneath Clarice and allows Clarice to straddle her. And Clarice is confused and doesn't quite know what's going on and then sees this massive seal beneath her. Clarice! She's a friend! Okay!
0: She holds on really tightly and they go. You literally watch the ice creeping to where Clarice and the Lady of Air and Darkness were. Agnes manages to rescue them before they get frozen beneath it. Fantastic. They are saved. That consequence is gone.
2: How many raises is that?
0: That would be two, yes. One for each of them.
2: Beautiful. All right, those are off.
0: Jonah's turn because he has one more raise than Waylon does. Jonah is just gonna... Stab another ATC, soldier. You hear bramble, and it stutters. When you look back over, you just see this soldier standing there, and then the head just rolls off.
2: Oh.
0: Now it's your initiative again.
2: Okay. There's a cold urgency in Wayland right now. Is Charles anywhere?
0: Where is he? Tell me.
2: That's a good question. Fuck
0: me. Does he run up top right now?
2: Yeah. Charles is running up with two last stragglers, and gets them to the rest of the group, turns around, and sees that.
0: He takes out his sword and comes to your side. Wayland! Charles. You mind telling me what the fuck's going on? Go to
2: the Rose with everyone else. The fuck now, I am! Go. No. Go to the Rose, you Charles. You have to tell me what's going There's on. no time to explain. I'm not
0: leaving the captain. Charles!
2: Wayland's voice echoes not with the candor of his friend, or his master at arms but a captain of the sea dogs with full authority captain Ague might be at the helmet right now but make no mistake i designed this ship i oversaw her construction and as you're on her decks right now i am ordering you get on the rose please charles we will talk later i promise oh we will
0: fucking talk he puts his sword away taps you really hard on the shoulder as in like, yes, sir, I'm going and also don't fucking die and leaps across to the rose. And he starts taking command. The second his foot touches that deck, Ursa, you've got guests. Steady as a can, Hawthorne. Jory, I swear to fuck. (laughs) He just starts giving orders. You didn't need to spend a raise on that.
2: All right, so my goal right now is getting to Captain Ogwe, but also buying time.
0: You don't need to physically get to Captain Ogwe. Remember, you have that connection with Paga. Right. I don't want to distract you from the real threat here. Yeah. (laughs) That boy right there.
2: Wayland's going to immediately pull out his hook staff and start charging at Jonah. And as that's happening, is going to reach out through Paga to Captain Agwe. Captain Agwe, sir, I know you're heading, but I need to alert you to a greater threat. There's something worse out there than Tiburon right now.
4: What threat be greater than the king of all monsters?
2: The ATC is currently seeking to gather monsters and gods of the Atabayan to bind them, make them subservient. The Red Fleet is assisting them in this matter, and we are currently on heading to take down one of their ships.
4: I am the only one that's gonna take Tiburon.
2: Follow the Rose. Let's take these bastards down once and for all.
4: You got five minutes.
2: Five minutes? Right. Got it.
0: That translates, at initiative three, when everyone is at three raises, the Nightingale will be submerged. Okay. <laughs> that was no raises spent because both of your story steps are done.
2: So as that is happening, Wayland is going to take the hook staff, grab Jesse's foot and yank him up, knocking him to his back. Yeah. I'm going to take the hook staff in the butt of it fully in between the eyes.
1: And he's like, sorry, give him another concussion. Let's go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Damn, dog.
2: In the immortal words of Robert Downey Jr.,
4: discombobulate. Ah, yeah. This is gonna suck.
2: What is with Jesse and head wounds? I know I made that choice, but like. Poor Jesse. <laughs> it's
4: gonna be so bad.
2: And I will spend whatever raises I need to on that.
0: So one raise to knock him on his back.
2: And one raise fully crack him in the skull. Oh, okay. Got it.
0: I'm gonna keep track of your body's wounds from Jonah. Okay. So once you come back, we'll combine them. So just be aware.
1: Yes, was that a dramatic wound? No, no, no. Okay, all right, cool.
0: Yeah, just a normal wound. You knock Jesse down and smack him in the face. I'm gonna spend one more raises Jonah and he as quick as a whip spins on his back, sweeps your legs with his, tries to knock you down You can spend a raise right now to negate this. He's trying to knock you on your ass.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna spend a raise to dig the spear part of the hook staff into it. I know the next move that's coming.
0: Yeah, you see him plant his hand and go to like swing his hips and you're like, I don't fucking think so, bro.
2: (laughs) Yeah, how predictable. Yeah, I'll use that as a pivot to move out of the way and right myself and face him again.
0: Jonah sweeps and kicks the butt of the staff and there's no grimace on his face but you felt the impact through your hands. You know, that hurt him. I am giving Jonah another wound. He's still on the ground. He hasn't gotten up yet. So Jonah is now at one, two, three, four, five raises. Wayland is at four, correct? Yep. Perfect. The ATC has backed off. They're like, I I don't know what to do right now.
2: Well, run.
0: They all fucking move and start getting the rowboats ready and they're going to abandon ship. They're going to take their captain and fucking get out. Somebody crosses the camera as the camera sinks into darkness. We transition into the captain's quarters of the black freighter. Jessie, Mad Maeve is in front of you. And she was very gleeful. She was very happy, super fucking upset that Samwell Flint was not on the Nightingale. She appears to be fighting with something internally.
3: Don't you lie to me. He has to be there. There's no other place for him to be.
4: What did you do to me?
3: I didn't do anything. I just expedited the process.
4: What are you talking about, me?
3: (laughs) You're oblivious. Didn't I warn you? Every time you use him, he uses you. It's a two-way street.
4: How do I get back there?
3: I've not a clue. And even if I did know, did you really think I was going to tell you? Yes. (laughs) You must think me mad.
4: There's a good reason for that.
3: You should be more worried about yourself. You look a little unwell. I mean, look at you. You're burning up.
1: (laughs) He looks down at himself.
3: There's
0: a fucking gaping hole from a sword that's always constantly sizzling. The skin around it is blackened as coals, and there are literal ember flecks coming off of it. Your right hand is entirely skeletal. There's no musculature, there's no skin, there's no nails. It's almost as if it was cut off cleanly, and on the back of the bones, if you close your fingers and your hand together, you can see a
4: carved pea. What do you want with me?
3: Nothing. It's Jonah that I wanted things from.
4: Why? There's nothing in it for you.
3: You're not the only one that's going to make out good on a deal here.
4: So you're willingly working with the devil?
3: Of course. The devil doesn't have idle hands. <laughs> <laughs> but you would know all about that.
4: You know where that leads you, right?
3: Indeed. Heaven is full of good works, but hell is made on good meanings. I'll go my way, and you go yours.
0: <sighs> Jessie Mad seems uninterested now, and calmed down for the most part, as she begins to root through the mess she has made when she flipped the desk, picking up random objects and looking at them, and then tossing them over her shoulder.
4: You and Waylon go back a long ways...
3: She freezes in mid-motion
0: and cocks her head at a terrible angle at you, smiling
3: all the while.
4: He talks about you sometimes. Tells stories.
3: Is that so? Yes. Curiouser and curiouser. With her head still cocked at that
0: awful angle, she proceeds to walk towards you.
3: I wonder what the stories say about me. Come (sighs) now. Do they paint me as a hero? As a villain? Tell me what stories he says about me. I'm dying to hear the narrative he's spun. Considering he's the one who abandoned me. And forgot about me.
4: Was it cause you're mad and crazy?
3: No, I was perfectly sane beforehand. It's his fault I'm like this. He did this to me.
0: It's his fault! She grabs her own head and begins to pull her hair, repeating over and over again.
3: It's his fault, it's his fault, it's all his fault.
4: That's not like Wayland. She
3: stops dead
0: in her tracks and her neck almost snaps as she looks up from her reverie.
3: No, I guess not. I guess you don't know him as well as I did. And I don't know him as well as I did either. So here we are. Not knowing who this person is anymore. Or what their motivations might be. He'll do it. do you do. He'll betray you.
4: You don't know who Wayland is now. He's been through a lot more than you could ever imagine.
3: I can say the same thing about you. You don't know what changed him. To make him who he is or isn't now.
4: What would you know if you've been away from him for so long?
3: Distance doesn't matter between us. I'm bound to that man. I know everything that happens to him. When it happens, how it happens, sometimes even where it happens. I just... No.
1: Would you consider what I did... Bringing up bad feelings that, when doing so, could lead me to trouble.
0: Ah, uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Does Wayland know that?
3: Of course he does. Isn't he the one that told you all about me and how we were? You have a selkie on your ship. Don't think I didn't look at the magus manifest and everything else in your quarters when you invited me in. I know everything about them and how to get to them and how to hurt them. And it doesn't even have to be physical. I can especially torment that young cassette your father. I'm
4: gonna tell you once right now to leave my crew out of this.
3: And what if I don't? What are you going to do about it?
4: That's a thing, lass. I don't know.
3: I think I know what you would do. It's certainly nothing I would do. That's for sure.
4: You think you know a lot of things, Maeve. should reconsider your perspective on the world.
3: And look at this pot calling the kettle black.
4: <laughs> where are we, by the way? I know we're on the freighter, but where?
3: Why don't you take a bit of that perspective for yourself right now?
1: He turns to look out of one of the portholes.
3: There is ice as far
0: as the eye can see it is
4: cold
0: it is snowing there are polar bears crossing the ice
1: he stands up and begins to make his way out the quarters he doesn't know but the body instinctually moves
0: you open both of your doors they creak open We're gonna transition back to fight time.
2: Oh boy. Just for flavor, not spending any raises on this. This is purely just for like setting the scene of it all. When we cut back, we're like zooming forward from the perspective of the black freighter. And as we zoom in, it's Wayland guns akimbo blasting Jonah. But Jonah's doing that weird after image sidestep thing where he's dodging the bullets.
0: So one of the things is that Jesse has access to all of Jonah's stuff, and Jonah does have his own powers, but he is limited to Jesse's body. Jesse's body can't flicker like that.
2: Got you, okay.
0: What I imagine, his precision is better, so he slashes, stops the bullets with Bramble.
2: Ooh. Oh. He slices at them, <laughs>
0: and we hear the, the swing of Bramble, that nasty, like, off key sound when the bullet hits the blade. Okay, we're back in it. We're back in the thick of it.
2: In the thick of it.
0: So you're firing Guns Akimbo and he's just walking right for you.
2: (laughs) Just keeping him occupied. Not even not trying to hit Jesse, just keeping his attention on me.
0: I have one more raise than you.
2: You do. I
0: am going to spend one of them and he's going to flick up his right hand and push at you and wind manifests. You can see the jet stream of his fingers as he raises his right hand and he thrusts it out at you. And I am also spending a danger point so that he can activate sorcery to push you into whatever the fuck is behind you.
2: Okay. Yep. Wayland fully takes the hit and gets blown back.
0: Where do you land?
2: I think right against the railing. Head cracks on the railing. Ugh! And has to reorient himself.
0: He continues to stomp fucking forward. That maniac grin on his face, the bleeding fucking smoke in his eyes. Another soldier comes running at him, either brave or stupid, we're not sure. He manages to catch Jonah off guard because Jonah's so focused on you. He slices up Jonah's side. He's going to take a wound there.
2: I thought I told you all to run!
0: And Jonah just reaches with his left hand, grabs the dude by the face, and chucks him over the side of the railing. We get the Wilhelm scream as the dude goes flying past the rose. I'm gonna spend one raise there. Evan, you wanna command the crew?
1: Yeah, I would appreciate it.
0: They have five raises.
1: Only two groups, right?
0: It's only two groups, yeah.
1: One group is on crowd control and the other group is on getting the fuck out of here. I will put all of the crew raises to that.
2: He gave me five minutes. Five minutes is almost done. Mm-hmm. We gotta get off of the ship now.
0: You gotta. Yep, they're ready to go. It is now your initiative, Waylon.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hey, Zoe.
0: Hey, Patrick. Question. Answer.
2: Waylon knows that Jesse can breathe underwater, right?
0: Anybody that was on the deck of the ship when Jesse yeeted himself off Mama Coco, Roz, Agnes, Charles, they all know something's up, but nobody's brought it up or talked about it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You went for a fucking swim. That's right.
0: You came up on deck. Mama Coco was laughing.
2: Wayland has a suspicion that Jesse has a way to survive underwater. Yes. So what Wayland's going to do, back to the railing, he regains his footing looks at jonah and looks back at the rose
0: Wayland you realize very quickly that the railing is kind of sinking you have very little time left
2: (laughs) i want to say one of the rope riggings that we have is slapping back and forth in normally warm waters Waylon's gonna look at jonah never thought i'd find myself fighting the devil but if you don't want this to stop he reaches his hook out catches the rope you're gonna have
1: to follow me! Yeah! Oh, yeah. Yes. Love that. You're doing cool pirate shit, Pat. We're trying. Consider me envious. <laughs> Dang, that's cool.
0: The camera is watching as it's, like, being lifted up from Waylon's perspective. We see Jesse looking up, and he walks over to the mast, starts to climb it as fast as he can. Pull me up, pull me up, pull me up! Runs across the spar as the ship is beginning to sink and makes it just in time. He steps onto the deck of the rose. As the camera focuses from Jonah's point of view to look at each individual rose member, it does a fast panorama. We see each base in a range of different emotions. Shock, fear, anger, confusion. And it pans back to Jesse's eyes and zooms in slightly until it zooms into the pupil, and then we zoom back out, and we're looking at Jonah's face. And we see that same panoramic view just in reverse this time, but there is no emotion on these crew members' faces. They are blank, lifeless, undead crewmates. Some of them are even falling apart, and some of them are incorporeal, but they all stop what they're doing and all of their lightless eyes save for an eerie teal glow stare at their captain.
4: Uh. uh good day.
0: Maeve laughs. And then she walks past you, just saunters on by, walks up to one of the men at the helm and literally grabs their chin and opens their mouth
3: for them. Good day, captain. Good to see you. How's everything?
0: And she slaps the head of it, and it spins on its neck. And then she grabs it and writes it again.
3: I'm afraid you'll get no such welcome from these souls. They're bound to serve, without question.
4: These folks are people too.
3: Once upon a time, sure. But no longer. These are just lost souls.
1: What do I see when I look around? Asking for a general idea.
0: So, you're in the middle of the ice.
1: Is there a trail behind us?
0: Yes, it looks as though the Black Freighter has carved through the ice. And there appear to be thick, heavy chains leading from two cranes on the side of the Black Freighter. Now you can hear them echoing on the ice. They are either bringing something up or putting something down
4: is this your idea of a good time
3: <laughs> why yes i do so enjoy the cold bleak of winter i'm curious do you know where we are right now
4: are we past thayer north of and avignar
3: oh we're so far north that no living creature can make it here <sighs>
1: Can Jonah also go anywhere, or is it just the ship? That's a good question. What do we think? Because he appeared in Sedona's room.
0: The black freighter was outside, though.
1: I think Jonah can go
2: anywhere, but the black freighter can't be far away. I would say it has to be nearby. Does that make sense?
0: It does. The Black Freighter was outside Lunaro Island. He could have shown up anywhere on Lunaro Island and the islands around it, if there were any. So I think there's a radius at which he can appear.
1: Interesting. Okay. Is that based on some one he thinks about? Some place he thinks about? Both? Oh, like how does that function?
0: Uh, is that a raise to find out what's going on there?
1: Yeah. I'll spend two raises to... Let that knowledge flood in.
0: You're kind of looking around at everything, realizing that you are very far north, hundreds of thousands of miles away from where the Rose is right now. However, you're the Devil Jonah. With that, trying to think nautically and everything like that, all of that just kind of flows away because while you are a cold-hearted bastard, there is one person that can sway you. Her name is Caroline. It's the true name of your ship. You remember the words the Caroline said to you. As long as I am with you, you can go wherever you wish. That's what you learned from Jonah's memories.
1: Oh, fuck. He grabs the helm and immediately they teleport to the port of Soldana in Castile. He completely disappears off of the ship for a moment into a dark corner of a bar where he sees his father.
2: What? <laughs> 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 oh,
1: fuck holy
2: shit. <laughs> shit.
1: Uh, holy uh,
2: shit.
1: I will spend a raise for that. Take a
0: fucking hero point.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Of all of the things I prepped for, I was not ready for that. I was not expecting oh that at god. all. My god. Okay, yep. All right. As the camera's going supersonic speeds, you see silver waters. You see the sun and the moon in the same sky as stars. You see the seventh sea.
1: There is like a weird comforting presence to that in such a time like this. The dichotomy of the first time Jesse was there was unmoving and what started all of his problems, which is now the fastest he's ever moved on a ship. And it is his ally for the first time.
0: You feel it taxing on you.
1: When the freighter moves, Jesse's soul is pulled out as like a trail for a moment and then catches up.
0: Oh, I love that. Jesse, continue to take the camera and tell us what your father's doing in this bar.
1: Sebastian is at the bar. He's got a tankard in his hand and he's around three or four other people and they're all singing and Celebrating something. There's a moment where he stops and looks over his shoulder.
0: The camera pans over that dark corner where we saw Jonah standing
1: there. And he doesn't see anything.
0: Your father is alive, Jesse. As your mother had said, he is in Soldana. He is waiting.
1: Jesse moves back onto the ship.
0: So you've taken two dramatic wounds? I believe so. That happened in the
3: blink of an eye.
1: He's going to start walking back up to the home.
3: You're taking him for a test drive, are you?
1: It's an odd way to put it, but sure.
3: Trying to feel out the extent of his abilities.
4: Confirmed my suspicions. Wanted to see if the stories were true. Turns out they are.
3: I wonder if he is also testing your abilities.
4: Would you like to go and take a visit, see if he'll tell you? No. Where would you like to go?
3: Jesse, you
0: watch the murkiness in her eyes instantly clear up, and she slowly turns to look at you. And in this moment, Jesse, she doesn't look insane. Her eyes not tweaking, there's no strangeness about her. She looks more human than you've ever seen her before, and she looks sad. And when she opens her mouth to speak, you hear her voice. I am afraid that with all of your powers, you could not take me
4: where I want to go. Is that so?
3: There's no place for me anymore. I suppose as part of some
0: cruel irony, this is where I want to be.
4: On this dusty, rotted ship with me.
0: No, not with you. With the souls that you keep here. (laughs) You see, they are lost, which means that perhaps someday they can be found again. I... I envy them, I suppose. For they will not be forgotten. Maeve. When you say that name, she twitches. Yes?
4: If you had the opportunity to change what's happening here, you'd take it, wouldn't you?
3: Why... Are you asking me this?
4: We can help you, Maeve. There's no reason for us to fight against each other.
0: At the second utterance of the name, she twitches more erratically and covers her eye. No. No, I'm afraid not. I only want Samuel.
4: There's a way to still get what you want, Maeve.
0: Her hand drops from her eye and she tilts her head at a terrible angle up at you. And smiles wide, her eyes a murky, dull green
4: again.
3: All I want is Samwell's
4: heart. And I'm planning on finding it. We can both get what we want.
3: Of course we're both going to get what we want. We made a deal. We shook
4: on it.
3: And until the deal is done, we are bound together.
1: The deal between Jonah and Maeve. What is it?
0: Are you spending a raise to find out?
1: I'll spend a hero point instead, because of Savior.
3: All right. If I gave you the location of this... And she gestures out to the ice. Once you got Samuel's soul, you would give me his heart.
1: Well, a deal's a deal. Look over the side and see what's going on with these cranes.
3: The snow has
0: been cleared away from this ice, so you can see a form rising up from the water. Big. Very big.
1: Commanding the crew is a wound?
0: Is a dramatic wound, yes. And a raise.
1: Unless it unravels
4: in your favor. Jesse turns to look at the crew. Whatever it is, let it go. What?
0: Without question nor hesitation, the souls near the crane hit the release, and it drops back into the ice.
1: Jesse's gonna head to the helm.
0: Maeve draws her cutlass and points it at you. You can't just do that.
1: You're on my
4: ship, lass. You might want to prepare yourself for the journey. Where? The source of all his problems, Savvy.
0: Mad Maeve's eyes shoot wide open and her pupils shrink down to pin bricks. Wait.
1: Grabs the helm. Wait! And immediately teleports to the Crimson Roger. Whoa,
0: yeah! That is the best cutaway I have ever seen, so that's where we're going to transition. Let's go! <laughs> oh boy. Evan, how many raises have you spent?
1: Two for information. One for dropping whatever the freighter was carrying. Castile. Reese.
0: Okay. So yeah, you've taken three dramatic wounds now.
1: Fuck. Wayland, you're at three
0: raises. Let's finish this off.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What I'm going to do is spend a hero point. Oh? I want Greyla.
0: Oh, you got her. Evan, who's the person that gives Wayland Greyla and storms past him to go confront the captain? Charles. Charles comes up and grabs Jesse's wrist.
2: Charles, he's not there anymore.
0: And he shoves Charles down and takes Bramble and is about to stab Charles in the heart. We see the flash of the sword. And then all of a sudden, Jesse rises and stumbles back as a hole begins to burn over his heart. <laughs> because of your charter. He cannot raise a hand to strike anyone on the rose. Otherwise, the charter will burn him. Fuck yeah. Spent a raise to get on there. I spent a raise to try and kill Charles. It didn't work.
2: Greyla in one hand, hook staff in the other. Toss Greyla up in the air, hook the trigger with the staff, and swing it around and crack Jonah in the ribs.
4: Oh.
0: Oh. <sighs> 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 All three raises, yeah. Yeah. It's three
3: wounds.
2: Jess is going to feel that in the morning. And then grabs the barrel of Grayla as it comes around, unhooks it. And as Jonah is coming down with Bramble, locks it with Grayla and the hook staff. And it hits harder than I'm expecting. He's like pushing me almost to my knees.
0: Jonah has spent all of his raises. There's a stalemate exactly you can see the teal in his eyes is flickering and dimming
2: come on jesse come back
3: to us
0: jesse we're back to you you got two left let's finish this (laughs) black freighter just shows up right alongside the crimson roger we get a quick image of that captain's quarters again the red one with all the filigree and ornateness and that woman at the desk, and she lifts up her head as a shadow falls over her desk, and she looks up. You're early, says Captain Reese to Jonah.
4: Thought I might swing by. My apologies for stopping early.
0: Puts her quill away and closes the ledger that she was working on and pushes it aside and folds her hands on the desk. To what do I owe the pleasure?
1: Is Maeve with me?
0: She is standing at perfect at ease with her hands behind her back off to the side of the door. She is complacent. She is obedient.
4: Wanted a couple of minutes of silence away from that one.
0: Mad Maeve does not respond at all. I'm surprised you haven't removed her tongue.
4: Fit a good grace, I suppose.
0: She looks over at Mad Maeve. Consider yourself lucky. And Mad Maeve says, yes, ma'am.
2: Interesting.
4: Ice, and now you're afraid.
0: It's difficult to be afraid of something that doesn't own you.
4: Well, she's got her tail between her legs now.
0: Her collar and leash are tied to the door.
4: Oh, I. You and I are very similar. We haven't had the opportunity to meet.
0: She raises one red eyebrow.
4: I am Captain Jesse Naconsa.
0: I see. So it worked, then.
4: Can't tell you for how long, but yes. Hmm. Captain Vries, you are as remarkable as the stories tell.
0: Hmm. My reputation precedes me. And what else do the stories say about me and Jonah specifically?
4: They say you made out pretty well. You're the only one who's ever been set free.
0: I bet you'd want to know the secret to that, wouldn't you? I'm
4: going to spend a raise. (laughs) Aye, Captain, of course. You hate this one just as much as I do.
0: Hate is a very strong word, and it's only reserved for two people in my life. I don't hate Jonah. I do dislike how he operates, but I don't hate him. In fact, we have a mutual respect for each other. We are business partners, you see.
4: What, did you make a deal with him as well?
0: I made him an offer he couldn't refuse.
4: Well, that's concerning.
0: (laughs) It is my business to know things others don't. A very lucrative business. And I know quite a lot about that. And she points at the gaping, burning hole in your chest.
4: Yeah, Gonzalez did quite a number with that charter.
0: I have what Jonah wants.
4: Freedom from his curse? Yes. I know he suffers. I feel it. I understand, albeit only a fraction. He wants release. Have you found a way around the writing?
0: And she is smiling at you? I did write some fine print that Jonah perhaps was too angry to read or just didn't care.
2: Oh, fuck. Fuck.
0: Captain Nakansa, do you have a charter on La Rosa Blanca? Aye. And is that charter not also at the Bucket of Blood?
4: It is. Signed in blood.
0: Exactly like the charter that existed when Jonah was alive that I wrote.
4: Okay, shit.
0: You have one more raise left.
4: So, Captain, you put a clause in your charter. Stop me if I'm wrong. Am I to believe that his immortality is tied to your mortality.
0: I will stop you there. Both of us share immortality. What do you mean? The stories they tell about the First Charter are mostly true. I was once a member of the Solus beneath Captain Gonzalez, which of course meant that I was crewmates with Jonah. Now when he was alive, he was a blackguard, A bastard. I don't know what Gonzales saw in him, but the man did have a knack for stealing things that might otherwise be intangible. So when Gonzales approached me with this harebrained scheme to write a charter that would keep us all honest and all the shares fair, I did so. Because I was the only one who took my spare time to learn everything I could possibly know about everything there was to know. I made sure nothing could be misinterpreted, misunderstood, or misrepresented. And I also wrote myself out of it. I made an exemption, a protection of sorts. I'm sure you understand. Now, of course, blood is thicker than ink, and so we all decided to pool it together and sign all of our names. Little did I know that in doing so, Jonah's betrayal became the catalyst for what you now know as Charter Magic today. Thanks to that event, I have ascended, and because of the fate which is Curse, we are both immortal. He suffers all the downsides, while I get all the boons.
4: Stories be true.
0: Yes, thanks to the exemption. Every time a charter is written in blood... I live a little longer, and Jonah suffers a little more.
2: Oh, fuck. Okay.
0: To clarify, narrator to players, when the Fate Witch cursed Jonah and Gonzalez used the charter against the crewmates, all of the magic coalesced. It became this artifact of its own power to basically turn her godlike.
1: So, because she was the first person to do it, to use your words, became a goddess. The emotion, the magic, and the
2: blood that created that charter, and the fact that she was the one who designed it gave her that power.
0: Mm -hmm. She is exempt from every rule of every charter written, and she also has knowledge of every charter written in blood.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking this in almost like a warlock patron sensibility. The more charters that are created, the more power she gains. It's almost like servants Patron has, the higher they ascend.
0: She's essentially a lich using charter magic. Treat every charter like a phylactery. <laughs> as long as charter magic exists, as long as people still use blood to sign charters, which are agreements between crewmates, she will live forever. <laughs> That's insane! Are we good? Do we understand?
2: I'm good on my end. Evan, are you good? I will be.
1: I'm spending my last hero point. Jesse makes it back to his body.
4: I'm um, apologies, ladies. I'm feeling rather under the weather right now. Something tells me I'll catch you around.
0: And Reese leans over her desk and looks at you. Captain Nakansa... I am sure we will meet again very soon.
1: Yeah, I hope not. Ta. And he just like gets pulled out of his body.
0: We cut to the rose. Wayland, you're locked with Jonah. And you see the eyes flickering and you see this blood begin to seep past his teeth, dripping down one side and then the other.
1: Come on back. Jesse and Wayland are still locked, combat. You feel the strength. Back off slightly. Dripping smoke stops. His eyes revert amber orangey. You see the humanity return. There you are. You hear Wayland Jesse. And he goes limp, falls onto you. Okay.
2: Drop both Grayla and the hook staff. Catches him and hook both arms
1: underneath Jesse's Did we win? Yeah, yeah, we won. He sees the panic in your face and the blood and the sweat. What
4: happened?
2: And Wayland realizes where he is and just, like, looks around at everyone. What did I do? It wasn't you.
0: You hear Charles above you at the helm.
2: Oi, Wayland. Mr. Bradford.
0: Escort Jesse to Klaus's quarters and then bring him to the brig.
2: I'll escort him to the quarters. But- I wasn't
0: looking for fucking suggestions, Master Graywall.
2: Yes, sir. And Wayland will pick Jesse up with all of his strength. As you pick him up, his
1: hat falls off and he goes to grab it and misses it. Yeah, Wayland doesn't have a free hand to grab it at the moment. The wind picks it up and throws it overboard.
0: We see it land on the ice and it floats there for a little while as we watch the rose vanish into the horizon. And then we see a flash of white and silver into our peripherals. It's blurry so fast. And it lands on the hat, and we see for the briefest second Luciana. And then we see the spirit form of Luciana clutch the edge of the hat and fly away with it back to the rose. Yep. I know. It's okay. It will be okay, at least. Take comfort in knowing that, as the narrator, I know that the story continues... As far as whether it is good or bad, I'll leave that up to you. Let this episode be a reminder to all players everywhere that your actions have consequences, and they will catch up to you. Until then, we'll see you next time, friends. And as ever,
3: be safe and well.